0: met you in your tennis wear and teaching tennis i knew that's what you were doing and i didn't know if you were going to be able to continue that but you've done that for over 30 years in japan yeah. you're known yeah. as mr tennis here yeah. cr- cr- your last name is christman christman christmas.
1: christmas tennis yeah christman international international yeah. you have um, yeah yeah we've
0: been doing that when did you start it and what made you decide to start it oh well it's a long story <laughs> well, let's do it like i said on my last <laughs> interview yeah with ernie higgins I love more stories. Yeah. Give it to
1: me. Well, I was, I was never expecting to come to Japan, you know. It just happened out of the blue. My brother was in, uh, where was it? Guam, I guess, on a layover. He used to work with Pan Am Airlines, mm-hmm. and while he was on a layover, he met this um, Japanese man who was uh, lounging around the pool and trying to uh, trying to win over the tennis coach from the Guam resort saying that he needed a coach to train the coaches in Japan. So my brother went up to the guy and said, Hey, you know, my brother's a tennis coach in, in, uh, at that time I was in Mexico. My brother's a tennis coach. Uh, You should take a look at him. So he said, well, tell me about him. So long story short, they got me an interview with a guy. I flew out to meet him in, in uh, California, in LA. And uh, basically the interview was You've done this, 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 I know. Now let's see you beat me on a tennis court. Well, how old was this guy? How old
0: were you and how old was
1: he? I was in, this is, I was probably 30. And how old was he? He was probably 36. Okay, so a young guy.
0: Yeah, he was young
1: and he okay. was athletic and he ran the largest group of tennis schools in Japan. Okay. They happened to be called the American Tennis Schools. Right. And so he was looking for an American to, to no, run an American. Wait, he wanted, he, wanted, he wanted you to run his program? Yeah, he wanted me to run his program. What was he going to do? I mean, well, he, he just... He's a manager. He's okay, like, okay. Yeah, he's a, he, he wasn't a teacher by that time. Okay, okay. He was a manager and a player before. Right. So, you know, went through the interview. I passed the flying colors and, and, and beat the guy fairly convincingly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so he, he said, you're hired. Uh, you know, about a week later, I found myself at the airport in Tokyo, and uh, and uh, with my seven suitcases my whole life,
0: okay.
1: ready to start a new job.
0: So what had you been doing prior to this?
1: I was uh, working as a tennis coach. You okay. Know, and uh, I, uh, where? Where? Mexico, yeah, Monterey, Mexico. Okay. All right. I came back uh, and uh, from Mexico, mm-hmm. and I was in. Nebraska, where I went to college, right. and visiting some friends and everything. And, Didn't you have to speak Spanish while you were in Mexico? Yes. So yes, you speak I Spanish. I did before. Okay. So, but uh, I haven't spoken Spanish in forty years. I had know, thirty-five years. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I did, but I was with uh, one of the largest clubs in in, in uh, Mexico, uh, Sierra Madre Tennis Club. Okay. Which was like the club, you know. Big and how long team. did you work there? Two years. Two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a great experience I had. I ran the national junior championships in Mexico, mm-hmm. nine nationally ranked juniors. The club was fantastic, 16 tennis courts with a big stadium court, you know, it was, it was great. It was a membership club, obviously. a membership, yeah. So how many members did it have? Uh, i say about 700. Okay. But uh, these guys were all top-level top, top level business people. I you got know, you, okay. And, you know, the breweries and all that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it was, it was a great experience. But mm. so I came to Japan not knowing what I was getting into, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, before I knew it, I found myself, you know, going all over Japan, teaching tennis coaches how to teach in the so-called American style of teaching. Okay, now where in Japan did you come? I mean, where in Japan I was, where? I was based in Tokyo. Okay, you're in Tokyo. But um, they, they would send a driver every morning and say, we're going to Nagoya today. Or the next so he team. was actually literally all over Japan. He was all over. He had clubs all over the place, and he worked very closely with the Japan Tennis Association. Uh-huh. So I was training Japan Tennis Association coaches in in the. American form of tennis. And at that time it was an aggressive attacking type of game. Okay. And that's what they wanted to learn.
0: Okay. Because mm-hmm. what what they were just more more polite in the way they played, just yeah, making it, sure that everybody got the volley back.
1: That was so much that's so much the truth of it. They would okay. just rally.
0: They just rally and, and they'd then, never go to the they call that a game.
1: Yeah, and that was a game. And they would never go to the net. And at that time you know <laughs> Japan didn't have very many ranked players, right. if you remember back thirty five okay. years ago. And so I was teaching them basically the pro game. How to kill. Yeah. Right. Take that's him out right. on the serve. That's right. To serve or come up with serve and volley. Serve and volley was big back then. Really?
0: Know? Are you a player? I mean, I played before. Yeah. The thing that stopped me is because being a gymnast, I, I damaged one of my knees. Yeah. So yeah. I need lateral movement. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm afraid of doing that because I already have damage on one of my knees. Yeah. And that can happen. But I you. did play.
1: Yeah. And in tennis, mm-hmm. they were, they, you do a lot of split stepping. And yes. to, to play an aggressive kind of game, particularly, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, you put a lot yeah. of stress And in also,
0: age. I understand that you learn to place your shots. You make the other person run.
1: Well, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's funny that you say that because as I've become a little bit older, uh-huh. uh, the game has changed completely. And so... How so? so well, there, there came a there came a time about 15 to 18 years ago where the uh, tennis world completely flipped from how they played many years ago, maybe how you learned to play, mm-hmm. into the new style of play, which is called the open stance style of play. The player's like, I think it was introduced uh, uh, primarily firstly by Borg who had a very Western-style hold and a lot of wrist over shots Mm -hmm. and he would keep his hips open when he hit. Mm -hmm. And everybody thought, this is crazy, that's not the way you play. But then came along Nadell and these other players who have just changed the game, clay court players primarily, but Mm -hmm. now everything I had learned originally had completely flip-flopped into a new style of play and so open stance. Okay, when well you, you stand in front of the... That's the way they start. What you do is you stand yeah. in here, use your shoulders, turn them, and flip over like that. Where I learned, and you probably learned too, and I taught for many years, stepping in. Step okay. into the ball. Step in, and then boom. And then yeah. hit. Then up and over. Yeah. So the, the game changed completely, but uh, but back when I first came to Japan, the attacking style of attacking, going forward, stepping in, was in vogue And that's yeah. what they wanted to learn. Wow. You know, so I spent so many months going to these different schools, teaching this tennis coaches a whole new way, not knowing any Japanese, right. but they asked me to teach it in English. Okay. You know? So so they got two lessons for yes. one. English lessons. A tennis and a tennis, tennis lesson. lesson. Yeah. Right. Got yeah, you. so it was uh, it was really a very interesting challenge
0: for but me. So, so during that time, okay, so you were single when you came here? Yes. Had you ever been married? Uh, yeah, but for but a so, little while. You don't even like talking no, about that. No, I don't right? really, that's <laughs> Probably
1: why I left Mexico, but... Uh, well, oh, it, so you married in Mexico? No, I married then went to Mexico. And then went to
0: Mexico, yeah. okay. Yeah, so. Wait, with your wife or without you? Well, with my wife. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> yeah. you got married hey, I'm out of here. Yeah. And yeah. then you went to Mexico.
1: Yeah. I'd rather not talk about that.
0: after <clears> Okay, let's not talk about it. <clears throat> anyway, so you came here. Yeah. How long were you in Japan before you got married? Uh, two, years. two years. Two years? Did you meet your wife on the tennis yeah. court? Uh, no,
1: no, I met my wife. Uh, actually, uh, I was still training for tennis tournaments mm. back when I first okay. came. So I went to a, a new gym, just when, you know, the Exus? Have you ever heard just of that? Started, they, oh, of Just, course, started, just started. Just started. The, uh, they yes. just opened their first club in Bell Commons. Okay, you know? yes. Had, right, Alabama, yeah. yeah. So I went there and Which I... Which they just uh, tore down, yeah. you know. Did they? Really? Yeah.
0: Bell Commons was torn down. They have a brand new building. I started. didn't know that. Yeah, uh, that, right. was, that was a landmark.
1: Wow, that was a lot of history. I think sure, I proposed to my wife in that club. Is that right? Bell Commons. But I went to this new gym. And I said, I need a workout. I need the toughest trainer you have. And they said, well, that that little girl out there who's out there right now, she's our toughest trainer. And I said, you know, here's this petite, you know, thin little girl, and she's just beating the butt on all these people. She's got 100 people on the floor teaching them uh, like an aerobics, like a high powered aerobics kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
0: that's what aerobics would be Yeah. I mean yeah. it
1: was very good. And she was moonlighting. She's a prima ballerina in a ballet company. Huh. And she was moonlighting to make some money and she just loved kicking butt, you know, and that's why she was out there. So I went I went there and I tried it. I, you know and it, it beat me into the ground. And so I said, I'm gonna learn this. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this thing, you know.
0: It was an aerobic
1: class. It's aerobics, but it's like um. It
0: was uh, like was well, equivalent to what they do now. What is it? They have um. What do you call
1: that? Yeah, like a like a
0: fitness uh, where they uh, you know boxing kind of thing. It's not boxing. It? They do everything. They do everything. Yeah. What is it? I don't uh, know what they call it now?
1: Yeah, you know, in tennis we have a kind of uh, thing called cardio tennis. Okay. Which is a lot of running, a lot of moving, mm-hmm. and it's something that's designed to give you a, a beat your butt kind of workout. You know, so that's what this was, and. It was there were so many men there because it wasn't girly, it wasn't uh, jazzercise or, or that kind of thing. Right, right it right. was tough, and and she'd go for an hour, and then she had an hour and a half trainer training too, so that was like eight in the morning. So that's the one I showed up to, wow. and uh, uh, it's funny that because of, CrossFit you know,
0: is what I was thinking
1: of. CrossFit, cross training. Oh, so it's kind of like that, cross yeah, training. like cross training, right? Okay. Exactly. So there was movement, but there was hit the ground and do push-ups. So it was very cardio, too. It wasn't just muscular. Yeah, it's super cardio, super workout. And great for tennis when I didn't have much time, didn't have time to get to the tennis courts. Mm-hmm. I just needed a workout, So mm-hmm. i could get on a train, two stations, I'm there yeah. and working out. But I didn't speak Japanese and all of her instructions were in Japanese. So I would have to follow them. So I got right up in front where she was on the stage and tried to follow her. And when she would go one way, I would be going one uh, one way, and she'd go the other. And then I would I would always be late. And she so she started complaining to the to the. <laughs> one person's on a step said, is, said, There's a weird guy guy, and he's standing right in front of me, and he's doing everything wrong. <laughs> she thought you're doing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so she thought I was stalking her or something. They believe it or not. They finally yeah, the manager came up to me and said the instructor doesn't want you in this course because you're. You're you're slow to everything, and you're you're, you're missing. And the it way all. you look at her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was kind of close, I, I will say, but you know what? Uh, you know, I fell in love, with love love at first sight. And uh, you know, long story short, we uh, I, I made it. So she had to, in order for her to get rid of me, she had to have a coffee with me.
0: That Is that was, what you said? Really? That
1: was my price. I said, okay, I'll I'll not come to class anymore, but you have a coffee with me because I'm not a bad guy. Okay. I just look bad out there, but I'm not a bad guy. And so on that first coffee we had that, you know, believe it or not, I fell in love. And that mm-hmm. was it. And so I didn't plan on being married. I was, I had too many things to do. Like, you know how it is when you get here. and you have So many plans and so much ambition, so much business. I mean, we were approached by
0: so many companies for our product. When year did you come here? What year was it? 80, in of 82. You came here too so I was actually here way before you. Yeah, yeah. Because I came here in the military in 74. Yeah, yeah. And got yeah. out in 76, yeah. and started teaching at the American School in 77. Wow, you were there. So there. I was already here, yeah. yeah i have wow. been here, I came here. To, everyone thinks the time they come here is a golden time. Yeah. There's people talking about they came here in 1990, and why it was different than <laughs> No, we had, I mean, we had a golden time back then, if mm-hmm. you remember, I mean, it was just. It was just before the bubble. Yeah. It was just before it was busted. I mean, yeah. there was, anything you did, you made money doing it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. everybody was willing to put money in anything you said. said I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna grow coffee beans. Said, how yeah. much yeah. it cost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You it is. It didn't matter. It didn't
1: matter. That was a golden time. Yeah, it really was, and 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 you lived through that time. That's why yeah. I said we're the same generation. Yeah. We've experienced a lot of the same yeah. markets yes. and the same changes in Japan. Yeah. I had so many business opportunities. Yeah. Uh, I was brought out, and I, I opened up one club, my own club called Hanegi, I mentioned mm-hmm. to you. And then we were offered a, a resort. We put in a resort in line with a with a golf club, mm-hmm. uh, Cebu department, had us open up a school. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things. So you never had, you never had kids though? We, uh, we never had kids. And, and the, the sad thing is, as I look back at it, was my wife, she was still involved in ballet and performance, and I was in tennis. And we all said, let's wait until our professional careers are finished. Okay, and then so you had, wanted kids? Oh, we wanted kids, okay. but but we, uh, it sounds terrible to say, but we never found the time no, to have them. No, and uh, and then when my wife's career finished, she opened up her own ballet schools. So she had three, four schools. We, we both were teaching hundreds of children, hundreds of children a week. We love children, but we love to go home and be able to sit down and have a glass of wine saying, they were so cute, and you remember. And then I right beside you, Yeah. there, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so, and the funny so, and stuff. So, so you we start thinking, hey, yeah, maybe yeah. this isn't such a bad movie. <laughs> it got away from us somehow, but you know, uh, uh, we we're both are, we both love what we do. We both love our, our jobs. I mean, it's a dream job: ballerina, tennis pro. What else would you and want? you've been married
0: how many years
1: now? Uh, Thirty-four years. Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. But it's been man. great. It's been great. Yes, it's you know, um, everybody says, you know, marriage is tough and everything. I think we fought twice in our whole life.
0: I mean really not yeah. down what you really felt
1: yeah. Yeah, fought and both of it were, was over food. <laughs> <laughs> over, food. Yeah, over food. She wanted this, I wanted this and we said, You always get your way, you always get and we it fought, fought food. over food. Both times or just Both times. Both times it was over food. That's nice. Yeah, we we've always had a great relationship because we're saying a teacher is a teacher. And you can relate. You can relate to people. Relate and, to people. Right. In fact, that when I first opened our, our program, our little tennis program at TAC, mm-hmm. um, I had her train my tennis coaches because she ran classes of three-year-olds. She can take a group of 15 and 16 three-year-olds and have them doing exactly what she wants them and control them for 45 minutes to an hour. Three-year-olds.
0: know oh, English. Yeah. Now, did she know English when you met her or she? No. She, she learned it. So now she's she speaks English. Learned, yeah. Yeah. So she's more fluent in English than you are in Japanese? By far. Okay. By far. Right.
1: And I, you know, that was that's my fault. I was so when really so you guys
0: got together, I mean, so she didn't speak much English when you met her. Yeah. And you proposed and did all that without speaking the language at all. Yeah. yeah. And she, had, well. It's a language of love, Lance. Totally
1: <laughs> language of love. You know what? Uh, uh, I, I, I did pursue her after that because she gave me an opening, she just smiled, and I said, do you want me to not come to your class anymore? And she said, no, you can come. So I thought that was an opening, you know, and, and I pursued her, and I was there every day, you know, because anybody who's ambitious, when you see what you want, you go after it, right? That's sweet. And I like yeah, that. That's yeah, nice. So it's been it's been, she's been my uh, the, my best traveling companion. I don't know that I've
0: met her. I, I probably did see, but didn't know she was your wife. She's
1: still teaching at the American Club Tac. She's one of the ballet instructors there. She has ballet but I, don't go, I don't see yeah, ballet, classes. ballet. I, don't. I think I might have been passing. I mean, she had big schools at the American Embassy. Uh, I used to compound. do the compound yeah. too. I, used so to the to I started there. Know.
0: And they had this room at the time where they had 25% of their people. I don't know if they're still doing yeah. that, but yeah. that's what it used to be. So we had a program there. At least
1: mm-hmm. So and, and many of our schools were in the same places. Right, so they we sure had. were. So we always yeah.
0: crossed each other. Yeah. And I yeah. always found it to be very pleasant. And then one time I was speaking with you and you said, you know, my brother has a actually I, I love Mexican food. Yeah, you said, your yeah. brother has a Mexican restaurant. So I went to his restaurant several times. Yeah, it's sure such did. a small world. It is a small as world. I, as I
1: said, he was with the airlines. But then his wife, who, funny story about his wife. Uh, his wife uh, is also Japanese. Japanese. And the father is Katsuhiko Haida. Who was the original uh, Hawaiian singer? He brought Hawaiian music to Japan, famous for his ukulele songs. And you know, and uh, and so she's well. Her family was well known in Japan in that generation. You know, and is so is he still married to her? Yeah, he's still married to her, and they have two children. Yeah, they have two boys, and they're older. Well, the boys—they must be in their thirties or older. They're in their thirties. Yeah, oh, yeah. In, fact my, son, in fact, my uh, my uh, nephew Eric just had his first child. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Circle Life. And they're here in Japan. No, they're in, uh, one's in Arizona and the other's in Houston.
0: No, something else. Now, I know you you had, I don't know if you want to go into this because I know your, your tennis program, you had an attack for a while and you had an issue during that time because I didn't see you for a while mm-hmm. and I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen you and I saw someone teaching your class mm-hmm. and I figured it was one of your instructors, because I don't see you a lot anyway because you have your instructors teaching. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But then, well, do you mind talking about that? Uh, not, I don't have to mean, get into details. Yeah, I don't want we, to get into details. I mean, it's just a happened?
1: matter of uh, um, lately, the last few years, three, four years, I, I told you I did a coffee farm and everything. I've been, I've been looking to diverse and do other things, mm-hmm. right? And so I was looking for somebody to take over the, the crux of the day-to-day business, mm-hmm. you know, with me still as, as director. Okay. Um, so I was grooming a guy, and and um, after a while, um, the guy turned out to be not as as professionally reputable as I hoped he would be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so we had a little bit of a problem there. Okay. Um, it, it was very bothersome because I, I mentioned to you I don't like conflict. I you like things that just... Time to go and, and, you know, I treat people well. I've always, you know, I think this is why people stay with me, coaches stay with me. I have coaches that are with me 16, 18 years because I treat my coaches as if I were the coach. I treat people the way I want to be treated. And if you treat people decently, then they usually treat you decently. That's so true. this man, I have been over backwards to bring him into our fold, opened up our whole world to him and he took advantage of it. Yeah, they say that. Yeah. Some
0: people say that they, that, that saying, they say that some people take your kindness as weakness. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know that. but, then, but then you found that people and organizations really support you because when you came back, it was my understanding that all the places you were at that yeah. they be at, they said, we have an agreement with you. Yeah, that's not exactly with that right. Person. And that's something I like about companies that have integrity. Yeah. When they have integrity, they they understand what you were doing. They knew that you weren't trying to take advantage. They know what type of person you are. And that you were setting up, so that's good. With personal
1: relationships, you know, and and you did the same thing. I've seen you in business. You actually go and you meet the people, Mm -hmm. and you you become uh, very knowledgeable with the people who run this, and they know you, Mm -hmm. and they know they can trust you. Mm -hmm. And I've built personal relationships with everybody because... Our job is to give the best service we can give. That's that's what, and if you do that, I think people uh, appreciate that, they appreciate that. And uh, we build long relationships, most of the clubs I've been, I've been at the American Embassy for 27 years, mm-hmm. TAC 21, 22 mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. ASIJ for over 25 years. You make relationships and you, you handle the relationships professionally. Mm-hmm. You do a good job. You treat people kindly. They would rather deal with you than other people.
0: I think what I find from what I hear about your program is that you're dealing with each individual. You don't teach it as a group so much. As you get to know the people, you teach them according to what they need.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what tennis teaching is. And next. you
0: make sure your rapport is good yeah. with them so that they can receive it in the way they need to receive it. Yeah. Some people want to be a little more aggressive. Yeah. Some people say, slow it down, yeah. and I just want to... Bali. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's so true. Tennis is an individualistic game. Yeah, you know, and, and we teach
1: group lessons, but we t- teach groups of individuals. Mm-hmm. And so each person will hear their name called many times, and they'll get point advice you know, for their particular game. Mm-hmm. But yet we're doing a group lesson. Isn't it's been name? really successful because uh, we do build a relationship with people. Mm-hmm. And, and tennis is the kind of game... You know, I love tennis, you said you played, I love tennis, the kind of game people will play forever.
0: That's right, they can't. I have a good friend, um, Nick, he's one of my best friends here in Japan, and he's in his 70s, he's Mm -hmm. almost on his way to his 80s. -hmm. He's an avid tennis player. I mean, he knows all the greats, he's been around them, he goes out to always, he goes to Wilmington, he goes to all the different meets, and he lives not too far from here, but Nick's one of my good friends, and he loves tennis. He loves it's whole family's tennis. His yeah. wife and his two daughters, and I'm sure his oh his son-in-law. All, all of them are tennis players. Yeah, you know, took you along tennis. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's course. he's there. He's been yeah. on the board. He's he's part of. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> part of tennis.
1: Well, the, the great thing about it is, uh, it's, it's a lifelong game, and mm-hmm. anybody in your family is, you can go out and hit with them. Yes. you've got a son that's yes. four or five years old. Yeah. You can take him out and hit with. That's them. right. You got a, right. a wife plays and the son, daughter. You got you got
0: family doubles. Yeah, it's a great sport. Well, I'm hoping to get my knee repaired in a way that I'll be able to do that. Right now, I'm not I'm not confident enough. I think it's just like even in in anything that's physical with my legs, if it's you know um, sharp movements yeah. any direction, yeah. I'm a little careful because it doesn't take much to damage it. So I want to if I can get stem cell or they come up with some sort of fiber because I wear a brace on it whenever I'm walking. I walk in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And I built up the muscles around it. But I'm just concerned. I wanna play tennis. Yeah. I used to be really good at yeah. in racquetball. now um yeah, racquetball. Yeah. Yeah. Inside a little court, that was my sport, and it's the same as tennis. Well, but even more, because you're really fast. I mean. Yeah,
1: and you're so athletic. You yeah. can pick up any sport. It's, it's funny you should say that because my new project, and it's kind of a secret project, but I've been working on it, and building up.
0: You want to tell it now? You well,
1: know, I can talk about it, <laughs> talk about it. It won't be it won't be uh, true for another few years. Okay, so all right, I, all right. But I've been working on uh, the technique of uh, teaching tennis to people who are a little bit older. And, and don't move the same way. Right. Because I, I hurt my knees a few years ago, too. you know Being on the court for 40 years will mm-hmm. do it. Just back and and I find the way, I, I was just out with our coaches yesterday, our, our new head coaches, a guy who's a Princeton doubles champion, he was a NCAA champion at doubles. And I, try, and I was on the court trying to hit with him in, in a doubles match. And I realized that I don't have the reflexes I had way back when, I don't have the movement and so I have to play tennis in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm formulating that way, and I'm gonna call it vintage tennis, uh, where, uh, where people can move and cut off angles and not have to run, but move gotcha. to the yeah, angles yeah. of the return of the ball. Anticipation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the way you play it with more spins and more control rather than power, right. you mm-hmm. know? And there's a way to be done where we can get 70 and 80-year-old people who don't move as well who have like you and I, maybe mm-hmm. bad knees, mm-hmm. but they can still play a good game yeah. by not overdoing it. That's right. Still can win. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, Although I didn't beat my coach yesterday, <laughs> I was trying some of the techniques, and some of them can work. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I think
0: if you if you talk with Nick, <coughs> I can introduce you. I'll introduce you to him, and maybe you can go. Have you been over to the Tokyo Lontes? Yeah, well, I used to go. Yeah. So like, ago. I've seen the guys over there. And these mm-hmm. guys are up in that age, yeah. age bracket, and they're playing, they're mm-hmm. playing well, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's no joke. They know how to cut off the angles, <laughs> they know yeah. how, to, how to, to lob it over and make you run up to the net, and they, they really seem to know.
1: Well, a lot of people seem surprised that there's so many older, older yes. people playing tennis. Uh, the, two years ago, there came out a study in Tennis Magazine, which is a the worldwide magazine, Uh, that goes mostly to consumers. Mm -hmm. And they had a study in there that they they studied a lot of the sports and how it affects longevity. Mm -hmm. And they found out, and this is no lie, this isn't isn't promotion, they found out that people who play tennis twice a week added a a minimum of seven years to their life. Seven years to their life. And it was about movement, but it was also about the cognitive because Cognitive you, yeah, um, those angles. once yeah. those angles?
0: Then anticipation, everything else. They're
1: thinking about it and then the last the last part of that was the social mm-hmm. ability. Being involved with other people. It makes it gives you long life, longer okay. life. And so I, I say I say to most of our students, you're paying for a lesson but you're getting seven more years. <laughs> you're right <laughs> if you continue this. Yeah. If you continue it, if you, yeah. continue it, you continue continue it, know so point. I mean so uh it, it, I hope to be playing a long time, and that's why I'm working on this new technique, because I know the knees are not gonna allow me to play into my 80s the way I used to play.
0: Unless technology makes it so. Uh, and because that's f- what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I might be able to go someplace and if stem cell surgery gets better and yeah, better, and better yeah. or whatever, some technique, where I can just clamp on something that maybe it could have little motors in it yeah. and it adjusts my knees so that I don't have to worry about it and I can do all the lateral movements yeah, on the way. But that helped me in my field too, what I like, gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. I think about that. There's things I just won't do. Not, it has nothing to do with fear because I think you have to be, in my field as a gymnast, you have to be a little off anyone anyway mm-hmm. to want to mm-hmm. flip around backwards. Yeah. You, you can't be normal. Yeah, yeah. Why would you do something like that <laughs> yeah. when That's the right. possibilities <laughs> of you end up becoming a paraplegic is, are so clothes. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. And the thing that used to also tickle me so much is when they started calling sports extreme sports. You know when they start calling that? Yeah. As soon as a guy's on a bicycle does a backflip on it. Oh yeah. That, well then that well, means that gymnastics is... has always been an extreme sport. Well, I thought so. <laughs> I thought, but I've always loved it. When I saw that, I knew that something I was gonna do for the rest of my life.
1: But I always looked at your sport and I thought, mm-hmm. I loved it. I love what you could do with your body out there. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't Fine. imagine myself yeah. doing it. Yeah. I, you know, it's just, for, it it's, to me, it was for somebody extra special. Who mm-hmm. had that ability? Mm-hmm. But I saw in your program, you, you, you teach the
0: kids that you give them that. It's not about money. this. It's not about the skill so much. It's about your attitude. Mm-hmm. And like in your sport, if you have the right attitude, like you're teaching individuals, they'll automatically start to excel in that sport. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, yeah, it's not the sport. It does. It's your attitude and how it's taught to you. Yeah, if yeah. you take it right, and you learn to have. A certain respect for it and and and, and discipline with it mm-hmm. you can apply that to anything yeah. but so many people as we know we've yeah. seen them come and go here yeah. they teach the sport yeah that's all they do they don't yeah. last very long yeah. if that's all you're working on yeah. you know and i'm sure as your wife knows if she's just teaching ballet you're not going to keep anyone no you've got to yeah. teach the person yeah yeah. And that's what we've learned to do as teachers. Yeah, as teachers, we, we
1: teach not only that, but we teach discipline. Exactly. We, we, and we that, that bit about
0: winning and losing, sportsmanship, you very, do, very, important, very important. And thing. we've watched society change from a time out, well, from spankings <laughs> yeah, yeah, that we got. That
1: we got, that's right. And, 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 and
0: neighbors being able to do it too if they knew you. Oh, yeah, yeah. To where you can't touch the kids and you give them a time out. Yeah, yeah. I'm going, and we have to work with these kids. Yeah. Yeah. There's a saying I used to use all the time, Alan, with the kids, they were not unruly. I would ask them, and I had an answer for whatever way they answered me. They only have one or two ways to get yeah. answered. I'd say, do you do that with your mom and dad? Mm-hmm. If they said yes, I'd say, well, I'm not your mom or your dad. Yeah. And if they said no, I'd say, well, what would make you think you can do it with me?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I that's Every point. single time. And I love working with kids because... They're sincere, they're learning. Yeah. You have, for the most part, an empty, a, a blank slate. Yeah, And they're trying to figure things out. So that's why I enjoy them, because they they don't have any facades. Yeah. I went to this school, or I make this much money, or I in this position. Yeah. Yeah. They're telling you the truth, which is in that adult, as well, yeah. but they have all these facades, Yeah, because they got awarded this, or awarded that, and they think that made them somebody.
1: Yeah. You're still yeah. the same person.
0: <laughs> yeah. You just got a water back. You're the same little kid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I agree with you. I In fact, I prefer when we start new lesson sessions, I would prefer to take the, the raw beginners. I love that blank slate. Because you know it's yeah. true. Yeah. You yeah. know
0: they're not going to try to put on some air that you yeah. okay, now I have to get through that first before I can start teaching this guy yeah. or this girl. Yeah. And that's why we take them up to age 10. because. Um, well, one thing, because of their, their size, that's increasing because of the diet we're getting from mm. all this processed yeah. foods. Yeah. I used to blame the people, but I can't anymore. It's, mm. the, it's the food, the food industry. Yeah. If they're giving you food that your body can't process, of course it's going to store it in ways that aren't going to be easy for you to get rid of. Yeah. So we take the kids up to age 10 because we don't have to deal through the other things. Mm. Yeah, they yeah. haven't developed it yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. so do you do you have a, like in our sports we start them at three sometimes two and a half and when we get to a certain point then they they want to they want to excel then they want more but then you get to the point where you have what I call the um, the tennis parent phase where you get a child who really is has potential but the parents are pushing them too much and we have to Put ourselves in a position where, do we want to let the parent get involved, or do we keep the parent away? Uh, I, I never preferred that kind of uh, teaching. I always like the kids who are there for the joy of it, for mm-hmm. the love of it, mm-hmm. uh, for the experience of it. But when you get to a certain area, because we have kids who, well, we, we do the varsity program at ASIJ, We have good kids who want to play, but we have. Uh, some kids are being pressured, a Serena Williams kind of family who pressures their kids beyond what they should be. So uh, I thought to myself that I'm trying to pull myself away from that level are letting our top coaches teach that because I don't enjoy it as much. Have you experienced that with the top Honestly, the, the way that we
0: handle that, we used to let parents come and watch their kids do the skills, because most of the parents that we have, don't they, they don't have a cartwheel, they can't do the skills. Mm but what we saw is that they would tend to get tense if they saw their kids doing things they were fearful of but their Mm -hmm. kids don't know any fear with it yeah yeah so and i i believe in esp i believe in telepathy i think you can sense it and not even have to be with them Mm -hmm. i think it's you know i really believe in that so i think having a parent there nervous makes the child nervous even if they haven't seen seen the parents they just get it so we let the parents we parent our starts from walking Age three. Mm. Parents must be with the kids. Mm. And in those courses, we're not teaching the kids. You're teaching the parents, huh? (laughs) But it's easier to bring them in to let them understand if they have their kids with them. Mm. So I talk to the kids, but I'm talking to that parent. Mm. I say, Watch me. One voice. I want one person to talk to this child, not two. Mm. But if you want to be the one to talk to them, you talk to them. Mm. And then we do that kind of thing. When they get older, we don't have, it's, it's a little bit different than ours, like I said at the beginning. I teach the parents, your kids can only listen to one of you at a time. Mm-hmm. Watch how I teach. It's my expressions that are teaching more than my words. Mm-hmm. The kids don't understand my words yet. Yeah. But if I go, they, they get that. And if I go, yeah. they understand that. Yeah. You teach with your expressions, but you do that with adults as well too. They're always looking at your expressions, yeah. your hand movements, your body posture, or your nails. They're doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but they do it in a more covert way. Yeah. They look and they think you're not looking. <laughs> <laughs> they try to see, did that guy smile? He he He's offering me a deal. Yeah. So that's how we do it. That's mm-hmm. ours is just a little bit different. But I, I see what you're saying about having the parents get involved. Yeah. But I think One way to handle that, I think, is just to let them know ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've told parents before, if I think, I'll ask the kids in my class, if they're older, are you being forced to come here? Mm -hmm. They say yes. Then I say, okay, I'll talk with your parents. And I tell their parents, your kids really aren't that interested in doing this. Mm -hmm. You need Mm -hmm. to find something they're interested in doing. Mm -hmm. They're not interested. Mm -hmm. Because also it's not good for an instructor. Mm -hmm. That's not our job to try to make the kids wanna do the program. Mm. They have to come in with that the beginning. Yeah. Now I can show you how you don't say you're gonna learn how to do physics regardless if you want to or not, because that's what I do. You don't do, <laughs> You're gonna ride this horse because I'm a horseback rider. You don't no. Yeah. They have to come in wanting to learn physics. Yeah. They have to come in wanting to ride the horse. They're not afraid of it. Mm. Mm. So that's how we take it. Yeah. Don't and I just tell them I'm sorry, we don't want your child in the program. Yeah. Because they don't want to be in it. Yeah. We'd love to have them if they wanted to be in it. But yeah. if they don't, I discourage them from doing it. Because then they start disliking the sport. Mm. It has nothing to do with the sport. Mm. Mm. It's your feelings about it. Yeah. The sport's a lovely sport, whatever it may be. Curling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm mean, here to curl no matter what. Would you like to be a curling
1: coach? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we had to, we, I had to change my way of of thinking about teaching tennis when I came to Japan. Because first I first of all yours
0: was communication. You yeah. didn't have the communication, so you had to be pretty much physical. Uh, a yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Very <laughs> physical but, but it wasn't just that because as I when I left Mexico it was a national program. We had nationally ranked kids. It was a top notch program courts all over the place. I'm from Southern California. We have courts at every park.
0: Yeah you were born where? Yeah, where in where? LA. Oh. LA
1: oh, no, like I was what? actually born in, in Sacramento,
0: but I grew up in LA. Where in LA? Uh, North Hollywood. Look, oh, but see we're so close. What's, what high school? Wait, did you, wait, you grew up, you went to school and you went to high school in LA? I went to high school in LA. What high school did Huntington Park High School. Huntington Park. Yeah, Huntington park. Yeah, Huntington we didn't what, compete against you. So you were in the what northern league? Um, what your league? Yeah, you were in uh, the southern league.
1: Yeah I think it was um, Kirk Valley League or something like that. Okay, I okay. Because uh, we didn't, I don't yeah. think
0: we but we, we competed against, one of our friendlies was Chatsworth. You remember chat I've heard, I've heard Very, very. That's yeah. where they did, Dobie Gillis and all those oh. TV shows, oh, Chatsworth where yeah. they had the wealthy kids. We yeah. went there, and that was the first time in my life I ever felt poor. Yeah, yeah. And we went to compete against them.
1: Yeah.
0: Come! I realized there's a big gap between what we had, what they had, and what we had. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm from L.A. too. Uh, yeah, but from
1: a, yeah. In my area, though, in my school area, we all the schools were poor. I mean, we had Bell. We had. Uh, was it uh, was a heavily Hispanic area? Hispanic, yeah. It was it was a changing neighborhood. Okay. A changing so neighborhood most of those neighborhoods. Neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. It was always are. Yeah. The immigrants. People. I that. went back, and most of the in Huntington Park now, most of the shops are tiendas. Oh, what? They're Mexican markets. Mexican markets, yeah. yeah. So, well, my neighborhood was black. Yeah. Well,
0: when, when I was growing up, we had white people in the neighborhood. They all moved out to Palos, to, to Pasadena, 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 yeah. Palos Verdes, they went out to those areas. Yeah. And blacks moved in. Then you'd have Hispanics here and Japanese over in this area. Yeah. Yeah. There weren't many Koreans yeah. you had Japanese yeah. up in this area, up in the Krenshaw area, and we were by USC. Yeah. In that area. Then you had Mexicans
1: went East L.A. Yeah. That's, that's the area where our school were. Yeah. East L.A. Yeah. yeah that's, all. Yeah. yes. Uh, I know uh, your schools, yeah. yes. Bell and Gage. And and yes. yes. Uh, what other schools were there? and right. Yeah. Park. But, you know, imagine at that time, and this was a lot of years ago, playing tennis was not considered no. a very manly sport
0: no. like that. Well, know? neither was <laughs> gymnastics. <laughs> neither was gymnastics. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. At manual arts, our team was the team that put masculinity into gymnastics. Because they said, well, first of all, in California, they said there's only two types of Californians, gay and motorcycle rider. I made sure I got a motorcycle rider. I made sure I got a motorcycle (laughs) rider. But at that time, because L.A. was so liberal, we had had Griffith Park. We had all these good areas to go to. We had the national, we had the museum. The County Museum, yeah, yeah. National we Museum of Art. field trip there. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had all that. But well, yeah. I lived by it, that area. Yeah, yeah. So all that area now is all Hispanic. Yeah, That yeah. whole area. But it was black. Yeah. Well, it was white. And just as I moved in in the 50s, I was born in 52. So growing up, I remember white neighbors, and then they moved out. And then it was upper income black. Because yeah. we had two-story homes. Everybody had a job. Yeah. We had, nobody had fences around their lawn. We had beautiful lawns. Everybody, I mean, we used to run from one corner to the other corner, jumping over the sidewalks that came between the lawns. Yeah, That's how it was. And we rode our bicycles down there on Christmas, and it was, it's it not was like just, a rich neighborhood. It was, really. it was, it was, it was <laughs> considered it was yeah. considered up the middle class. Yeah. Palm trees yeah. lined the, palm yeah. trees lined it, but let me tell you what happened. Yeah. Then they cut them down in the early 80s and put a park up, and that's when they pumped a lot of drugs into the, to yeah. black areas. Yeah in lower income areas, mm-hmm. the drugs started popping up. Because yeah, exactly. it was, my first bank account was in the bank down the street, Bank of America. Mm-hmm. And I walked to the, I remember my father put all of my change in my pockets, and I had to be maybe six years old, and he watched me as I walked down one block, the next block, and there was the bank on Adams Avenue in Haldale. Yeah, I
1: know that, yeah. yeah. Adams
0: and Holdale. Yeah. there's Bank of America. I go up there, and he gave, my father gave me a note, and gave it to They said, so, so you want to start a bank account? And everybody was white. Yeah. And I took my money out. And they came around. They thought I was so cute. And they took an account of all my pennies and my nickels. And gave me a little green bank book. And put how much I had in there. Ten dollars or whatever it was worth of coins. And I came home and I was so proud of them. And then all of a sudden, the bank's gone. And just everything I want. But we had a Chinese restaurant. Everything was there.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. The trolley cars, oh yeah, uh,
1: yeah, went mm-hmm. down yeah.
0: Adam Boulevard, yeah, right down there. So all that, and I watched it change. Yeah, the palm trees—they cut them all down. Yeah. but we grew up with that. Yeah,
1: with I in, you remember the area by Florence Avenue? I know Florence. Yeah, that's where we right off of Florence. Yeah, and uh, it was really—it it was a, 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 I would say, a port area. And my father, who was, you know, a white guy, and we were living in a kind of a Mexican-American area. Your mother was from Spain. Yeah, mother was from Spain. Spain. Father Polish, but they divorced early. And, but everyone did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, wait, but, in those days. Yeah. In the
0: yeah. '60s, they get divorced. Yeah. Yeah. Because that for whatever, because women were starting to get their starting to get jobs. Independent. And, you know, they were independent, heard, yeah, so yeah, they weren't putting up with it anymore. <laughs>
1: That's right. And they all divorce So you stayed with your mother, or your father. I stayed with my mother, but I used to go with my father. Typical story. Father for summers, and so eventually, one summer I decided I didn't want to leave anymore. So I started bawling, and my father started bawling, and my mother said. Okay, you stayed with your father then. Your father started crying too? You yep. He wanted to keep you? Yeah. And what about your brother? Well, he had no say in the matter. He stayed with he, your mother? Yeah, uh, stayed with the mother. Yeah. Well, how
0: far did, they, well, did your father stay in L.A.?
1: Yeah, my father was in this area by Florence in L.A. Okay, And my mom was up in North Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, so it was, it was I mean, you know, so, socially it was probably one step up where my mother lived, right? Okay. But. Uh, so I didn't, you know, my father and I, we didn't have much. We lived in a small apartment and everything. In fact, people find it interesting, the story of how I began tennis. How did you begin? Because um, it was over one Christmas. We had no, no money for toys or anything oh like God. that. But a knock on the door Christmas Day, and a man who lived in the, the kind of apartment building that we lived in, I, I had seen him before, he presented me with a tennis racket. He was a sales rep for Spalding, and he said, I noticed that you're in, and I wanted to give you this present. And it was the only present I had, I mean, the only present I got that year is Spalding Pancho Gonzalez model. You know, remember Pancho Gonzales? You know that name? I remember Pancho, yeah, you remember the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it was Pancho Gonzalez model from Spalding, and I loved it, you know, but we had no money for tennis balls. So I went to the park and I looked in the bushes and I found some tennis balls. And I took that rack and I started hitting up against the wall, hitting up against the wall. And finally, I, I, I got good enough where some of the old guys who were playing there asked me to, to have a hit. And they started teaching me. These old guys, you know. How uh, no, old were you doing this time? Were you 18, um, 10, a 11. Yeah, uh, 10, 11. Just started hitting. Just started hitting. And then my father, who had very little money, um, scraped together enough for a private lesson. I remember it was five dollars for a private lesson. Scraped together and got me a private lesson. Vince Gilbert, I remember the coach, the first coach I would took a lesson from. And he said, yeah, you could play, you just need to practice, he said. And, uh, and uh, he told me what I was doing right, told me what I was doing wrong. I started practicing and became, uh, my freshman year became high school uh, number one singles in the varsity. You know, and, my father, uh, he started wailing again. Yeah, and left from there, but all from you know my father's love to, to be able to put together the money to get a lesson, and from the kindness of the Spalding man. In fact, when I first got into Japan, the first thing I did was look into the Spalding rep here, and I said, this is my story, I want to promote your rockets. I used Spalding and Spalding bags. And I did, for the first five years I was in Japan, I promoted them. Wow. And then Spalding went on at the Thames business uh, all over. Yeah. And, and so that was that, but. But that, your father, so is your father still alive? No, my father passed away very early. Oh, did yeah. he? how old were you when he passed? Uh, he, he was 56 when he passed. But he was a, he was a smoker from that generation. Yeah, of course. Yeah, in that generation, two yeah. packs a day, man. Yeah. You walk in the house. The devil, that, was, that was, yeah good thing about that was it put me off from every smoking. Same here. Yeah. My yeah. father
0: used to smoke. We had a, in the car, and it'd always be a misty day, sometime early right in the morning. And, and he started smoking, and I remember being five or six or something, and he started smoking, and I, it started accumulating up on the roof, uh-huh. and coming down. And yeah. i just, and get lower and more, and I said, if I get, when I get old, I'm never going to do this to my kids. Yeah. And he wasn't being mean or anything, but he'd sit, and I'd just... Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you could roll, roll it, roll because it was too cold or something yeah. at the time. It seemed like oh, I it that. was a terrible habit, so never, and, you know, and, and yeah. but they didn't know. Come on, they, and there was, there was the air. Yeah, that was there the was time air. where they said
1: smoke them if you yeah. got them. You know, the Marlboro man. Yeah. Come on, who
0: didn't want to be the Marlboro man? Yeah,
1: that's right, nothing that's nothing right. Like but, but you know, our fathers probably saved our lives. You know, at that yes, time. So, not not so uh, yeah, I, that kind of thing. And, and so, I what,
0: wondered, what happened? How old were you, when you had to the past? Oh, I don't know. Maybe
1: we still 20, living with. Him? Yeah, no, no. I was. I was you don't even At that, that time, yeah. That's the way I, I went to school in Nebraska, so I was oh, in so Nebraska. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I came back, and uh, and uh, I stayed with him, you know. And uh, the problem is that I stayed with him a couple of weeks, and then the week I left to get back to school, that's when he passed away.
0: He wasn't he, in the hospital already. He was in the hospital. I, I went to the hospital. He was in what the was the was hospital. What about your brother? He never lived with your father.
1: No, he never lived with my father. Yeah. You know, so that was kind of a sad thing. That's the problem with
0: divorces. Divorces, you know. So, with your mom. So, what about your mom? Did she? She had remarried. And she she's she's and still doing
1: okay. No, she. We lost her to COVID. in, in you, us, me, you know, really? in, uh, February. Oh, uh, February, I'm so yeah. sorry, sorry. First probably one of the first kind of cases. Yeah. So that was. She's still thing. in L.A.? And she you no, know, she was in Arizona retired. Okay. She was in a retirement so home. So she was what? How old was she? Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight, and, and she died. It was yeah, well, Respiratory, it, it was she respiratory, had respiratory, and they didn't—they weren't calling it COVID at that time. At that time. Yeah. And when did she die? In February, fourth know, or something. Oh. Yeah, so it was at the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, year. Something. Yeah, so yeah, that was a so, sad yeah. thing, but you know, uh, as I said, circle of life. She passed away, and then now we have my new, my new uh, nephew mm-hmm. or new niece, Izzy, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. born to my my nephew. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was sad. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know the great thing about sports, and you probably find it is uh, it's kept me alive. It's kept me active. I mean, uh, yeah. even during this time of, of COVID, well, oh. they closed all
0: of our schools, yes. didn't they? And and, and and decreased your numbers of people. But I, I don't. You're doing other things outside of your sports, aren't you? Uh, I have been. For, I, I have mean, been. for income. I mean, you doing other yeah, stuff? Not for income. For enjoyment. I enjoyment. Mean, uh,
1: you. You. We know each other, so mm-hmm. you know that. Uh, my business hasn't been uh, growth, growth, growth. I, right. I've it's never, I've never been driven by the money. Same I've here. always been driven by the love of the sport. Same here. And I love my same here. Matter of fact, I
0: because I, I got involved in other businesses. I had a I had the largest used scanner business in Japan. Oh know yeah, that. I used to buy used CT scanners mm-hmm. in Japan. So I did that for ten years, mm-hmm. and. A lot of the funds I have from that, that I got from doing that, I invested in the program so I could continue it. So it never mattered
1: yeah.
0: to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. what happened, because only one time I thought about the numbers when I was a teacher at the American school. And I taught PE there, and I had to do a parent-teacher yeah, a P. E. Teacher I was PE yeah. teacher no, at the American I school for three that. years, yeah. Wow. they hired me there from 77 to 80 at the main campus in Chofu. Yeah. And um, that's when I saw Peter Burwash. He came there to give a little demonstration. that was Yeah, yeah I met him in person last year, a year before last, at the West Hotel. We came there and talked. He's older now, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he came there. Um, I was, when I was there during that time, I had, they had this parent-teacher conferences, and during that time, I'd have to take, because I was an elementary school PE teacher, the first grade to the sixth grade, so that meant about 100 kids mm-hmm. at the same time in the gym. And I had the kids, but they knew me because I taught each one of the classes mm-hmm. how to get in line. I said, get in line, da, da, da. So I'm teaching about, let's say 100 kids or 80 kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, each one of these kids, if they pay me a 1,000, yeah, that'd be, you you see, know, about that? thousand. yeah, yeah. And I thought That's the only time I ever thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why am I doing this when I have someone over me? And I could be doing this on my own, mm-hmm. but I never mm-hmm. liked that feeling yeah. because it lasted, that lasted for a very short time, where I thought, because cause you really can't make it off of that and really teach. Because mm. you have to give more than any amount of time. Yeah. You're invested emotionally. Yeah, that's right. So it, it changes from that. So I, that like I said, that was a very short-lived thought about money. Mm. But because I'm willing to do so much for it, I ended up putting so much in it. Yeah. One time I had like, Fifteen to twenty instructors. Yeah, I remember you were. You know, Couldn't right. make any yeah. money with that, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. I was paying each one of those instructors yeah. from my other business. Yeah. and it's something I want to do all my life because I love working with kids. Because yeah. it's, it's, I feel like we're, youth vampires. <laughs> youth vampires. Like, yeah, getting because our energy from them. Yeah, because they're yeah. they they're they're, 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 they're yeah. true. They're honest. Yeah. They keep you vitalized. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're teaching you as much as you're teaching them. And you're saying, let me pass some of this information over to you, yeah. and let's see which way is palatable to you, mm-hmm. which way is best mm-hmm. for you to get it, because mm-hmm. I know I have a lot of ways of teaching it. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that's what we've learned. Yeah, that's why I think right. it's I think it's really sad when they get rid of older teachers. Yeah, yeah. you need they know how to teach. Yeah,
1: te- the te- a teacher you know is important. It's not a businessman. A teacher is more. Is uh, caring more about the student than he is about the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got turned off about the money thing right away when I came to Japan because at that time that was a boom. That was a tennis boom back when I first came there. One of the the people I worked with, one of the top executives in, in that had major amount, amount of schools, had me going and training their coaches. And I noticed on the courts there were like 30 people on a court, 30 people on a court, and. They would have they'd have two guys who they called invitees or invitos, you know, hitting balls, and they'd say, Hi, hi, hi. Well, I sat down and watched one of these lessons and I noticed that each person hit the amount of sixty balls during that hour lesson. Sixty balls. Then they would walk around, run around, pick up balls, and get back in the end of the line. I said, They're not learning tennis. They just they they balls. Just. And so I, I, I talked to the, the owner of the company and I said, you know you got 30 people on there, they're not learning any tennis, we need to cut the numbers down. We need to get it down to eight or 10. And he says, no, wait, 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 you can't make any money that way. And I said, but you'll make money if they're learning the sport and then they want to continue on. This is good. And, and you I keep said, business, yeah. and I brought him out there, I said, look at this, I look at this. So we watched for five minutes and, and he says, tell me, do you hear anybody complaining? <laughs> you know? And I said, I knew I had to open my own company. My own company was to be concerned with the student first. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the money. Yeah, yeah, if, if only come. three students show up, I
0: teach those students. Yeah. I, I was. I used to listen to a lot of motivational speakers. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever done that, but I listened to one where he told me that he was used to giving speeches to big groups. Yeah. And one time he came to this school and where he was promised maybe 100 kids or so, only five came, mm-hmm. and he gave a lackluster mm-hmm. speech, because he was a little disappointed. Yeah. And one of the students came up to him and said, I expected more from you. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. said, from that point on, he taught one person the same way he'd do 100. Yeah. And me yeah. hearing that said, I will always be the same one. Mm-hmm. i treat one person the way I would a 100. Of course the dynamics are different.
1: Yeah.
0: You can play with a bigger audience, but your sincerity and your willingness to give them as much information that can that they can use is still there and you have to do that so mm-hmm. i look at this way now and this COVID thing in a way i've liked it you know because mm-hmm. i have smaller groups yeah yeah. <laughs> you, know I mean? yeah. you know i'm forced to So, it, and it's really good in a way I, the thing i don't i haven't learned to i'm not adjusted to so much as they can't see my expression yeah but yeah. kids are good they yeah. can tell through your eyes yeah we can't yet yeah but they can yeah and i took off my mask one time they said it looks funny I'm <laughs> Cause they hadn't seen my face, yeah. all my face. Yeah. So,
1: well, I think that's where the, the energy vampire thing comes in. Because during during the COVID, uh, when we weren't teaching, I missed the interaction with the kids. I missed the interaction. Did you, with you try people. to do it online? No, uh, you can't. Yes. We we tried a, we tried a I video. Tried to. We tried a video for for TAC, and we just couldn't. It just didn't have the, the feeling. You know. You, you need that. Yeah, the interaction. What do you right? do And so I was really missing that, and I miss my ladies. I have great ladies' groups, and I I love to be there more than they love to be there. I think because you know we're talking and we're joking, and 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 they're learning lessons and they're getting exercise. You can see it every time they get it. They get that
0: one swing. You go, yeah, yeah. For them, it means something, but for you, it's number fifty thousand.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But still. You don't do that to them and act like that, it's not, you act like it's no. the first time for you and it makes them feel so good.
1: Yeah, but that's the great thing about it because each student is unique. And so that's a unique experience I'm having. It's a group lesson, but I'm experiencing that single, each person and getting to interact with them. Mm. I love I love it and I missed it during this mm. COVID. I really missed it and, I, and I, I'm a very active person like you. I need my exercise. So I had to get out, and I just start, got out of the house, started walking around. That's, I couldn't teach; I had to walk around, walk for hours just to get exercise, mm. you know. And then, so when we started teaching smaller numbers, I really appreciated it even more, you yeah. know. As you said, three, four students, I love
0: it. It's easy because you're used to doing. You can't really get. You really can't get to all of them. You want to, and you want to get more. But this is like you're forced into private lessons.
1: (laughs) It's kind of good. Yeah, it is. And and, uh, I'm at the point now where it's more important to me than the money part of it. That's right. And uh, now, as part of my um, movement away from my tennis life, I've been trying to do new things. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get involved. You've you've done different businesses all your life. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just a new experience because all I've done is Tennis, tennis over yeah. the last 40 years there's nothing wrong with that yeah and i love it i don't yeah. want to leave it That's but right. you know you've got to experience other parts of life
0: you so know what i'm I thinking saying. you something you might want to do yeah. i'm going to wrap this up i think the thing that you might want to do and i you you think about doing a book Mm-hmm. I'll tell you how I've been doing mine. Mm-hmm. I have, my second book should be finished shortly. Mm-hmm. You know, the illustrations you could do for kids, you could do for adults. Mm-hmm. And that leaves some of that energy that I see in you that I think that is so important for people because I ask people all the time, how many teachers in your life do you really remember that you thought were fantastic? And then people might say two. Mm-hmm. And I say, how many teachers did you have? <laughs> so you had, only two inspired yeah. you. Yeah. What were the rest doing? They yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure weren't inspiring you. Yeah. So isn't that the reason why so many, of us, so many of us become mediocre in what we're doing? Because we didn't have enthusiastic teachers. We didn't mm-hmm. have people that were doing things. Mm-hmm. I think when people look at you and see the life you're living and the way that you handle yourself, and there's nothing wrong with not liking conflict. I think you shouldn't like <laughs> that. You know, what you get used to that. Someone <laughs> telling you you need to learn conflict. I don't know. We're trying to avoid that. We come yeah. in wipe. I think you're perfectly right about not liking her. That's normal. Yeah. Don't like it. But I think the way that you've been teaching the way that you continue to teach is inspirational. You should continue to. And that's why I do this, Yeah. so that people can hear that, because not everyone knows it, except for the people teaching, with, you know, that have been taught by you, oh, teaching yeah. with you. Anything that you'd like to add before we... In this? No, I
1: just enjoyed talking, as I said, we've known each other so long, but yeah. we've never actually sat down and talked about it time. and told each other our stories, you know? so, so I enjoyed it. You made me feel very comfortable. Yeah. I hope whoever watches us gets something from it, but uh, maybe we'll see them on the court. <laughs> <laughs> you probably will. Yeah. Well, then, i will be Thank and, you. Um, we'll do this again. Yeah.